We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron. Hey, we're Anna and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to be talking about how to study the Bible as a family. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I, as always, want to invite you to subscribe to our channel by hitting the little red button. And also next to the red button is a bell. You can click that and that will give you notifications every time we upload a new episode. Also, throughout this episode, we're going to be talking about how to study the Bible as a family. And if you have any resources, books, family devotionals that you have found um, to be mm. very impactful in your family, please share them in the comments so that other people can find those resources. So today we're going to be talking about how to study the Bible as a family, and I love letting you guys know that this was a question that you guys had. So we hear you, and we hope to answer this question with um, some of our own personal experience with studying the Bible mm -hmm. as a family, and uh, we're going to start with Scripture. So Aaron, why don't you start with that? Yeah, so we're going to start in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9, and it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." So we just wanted to start off with this scripture because it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a foundational, yeah, verse. foundational verse for us and just the understanding of what the Bible, what the Word of God, what His commandments, His precepts, His laws are in our home, and he and he all the way back in Deuteronomy when God has given all the laws and He's continually giving the laws throughout um, the the New Test or the Old Testament. God tells them, "Hey, teach your children the things I tell you to teach them." Teach your children the commandments. And so this is a pretty good verse to just wrap your mind around. Instead of it being like, you know, once a day or we have five minutes a day here, or we do it on Sundays, we do this. It's a, uh, it's a daily moment by moment um, lifestyle that we get to live. So the first thing we want to talk about when it comes to this verse and how we're, we can look at studying the Bible as a family and what it means is this word diligent. It says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. And so... we Yeah, I looked up the definition and it says, careful and persistent work or effort. Yeah. So when you when you think of diligent in our home, what does that look like? Is it like, um, you know, every so often or when the need comes up or like, oh, we need to get I, back into it or what is that? Look I like? feel like it's more of a being mindful and being an intentional thing. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, finding those opportunities all throughout the day to be in the word, to share, you know, different um, biblical concepts or principles mm -hmm. with the kids. Um, it's just, it's, it's 
like this says, being careful and persistent mm. worker effort. It's actually putting forth that that work to find those opportunities and to um, share and meditate on the word with your children and with your spouse. So instead of it being a whimsical like, well, sometimes we get it, or when we have inspiration, we 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 open up the Bible or we, holidays, or only on, special holidays, or on special occasions. It's more of a it's a intentional, consistent daily pursuit pursuit and diligent you know when you think about anything you want to get good at in life diligence is the first word i think of like if you want to get good at your position at your work mm-hmm. or a certain sport or um you know if you're trying to uh, you know learn a new skill you have to become familiar with it you have to try and understand it you have to try and teach it <laughs> which all of those things fall under diligence mm-hmm. it's a continuing whether i'm today i'm like struggling oh man like i'm gonna do it anyway yeah uh, oh, I don't have all the time I need today. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. So the diligent part of this is a really important. It's one of the reasons why when you read through the Old Testament and you see Israel, the the children of Israel, they, they're following God. And then the next generation, it says they turn their mm-hmm. hearts from God. And then says the next generation is following God. And then the next generation's a lot of the reasons that happened throughout the Old Testament when the, ch- of the relationship that the children of God had with him was because the parents were not diligent mm-hmm. in teaching the, their children mm-hmm. the Word of God. And and we can't deceive ourselves in thinking that we're being faithful by following God in the wee hours of the morning before our kids wake up and not ever talking about it with our children, right? Because we yeah. can think we're in the right with God because we're reading His Word and we're praying and we're actively pursuing that relationship with Him, but we're not teaching our children. That was actually something that I got convicted on what, last year or yeah, middle of last year. I realized that all the times I was opening the Word of God, it was, was without the kids. Was when the kids weren't around watching yeah. me do it. Yeah. They couldn't see me visually open up my Bible. And then when I was reading the Word of God in front of them, guess where it was? Mm. It was on my phone. Oh. <laughs> uh, so all they see is me on my phone. They don't know I'm reading the Bible. Yeah. So I'm not saying reading the Bible on the Word of, on the reading the Bible on the phone is a bad thing, but I think it's not as effective or powerful in this whole idea of diligence with our children because they're not actually seeing me open this, the physical word of God, the Bible. All they do is, all they're seeing is me be addicted to my phone. Mm -hmm. And so instead of encouraging them to open the Bible, I'm encouraging them to hold a phone. Mm. So, or doing it away from them or doing away from them. So not, I mean, we definitely need time away from them in the word of God, but the diligence part is I'm diligently making sure that they see the word of God open. They see us reading it and then we're reading it to them and we're explaining to them and teaching them it on a diligent, with diligence, not whimsically, not um, haphazardly, not Mm -hmm. when, you know, when the timing's right, it's something that we try and do daily Mm -hmm. to the best of our abilities. And I feel like that's what diligence means. Hey everyone. We just wanted to take a quick break and just say thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. And we also wanted to give your marriage a little dare. Jennifer and I wrote two books called 31 Prayers for My Husband and 31 Prayers for My Wife. And we have this little challenge where you get our books and you take 31 days to pray every single day through the book for your spouse with your spouse. Thousands of couples have already gone through this and they've left so many reviews explaining how these prayers have transformed their marriage. And so we just wanted to dare your marriage. If you're interested in taking the challenge, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge at the end of the episode. So I just want to encourage you, you know, listening, if you aren't diligent in the word of God, in your own walk, if you're not opening this up daily, if you're not just reading it and just trying to figure out, you know, what the spirit has for you to learn from it and what God has for you to learn from it, this is the word of God. This is what we base our entire life and faith on Mm -hmm. is this. 
if you're not in it in your if you're not diligent in yourself, you can't possibly, you know, hope to be diligent with your children. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, this is something that I struggle with, you know, being daily in the Word of God. Um, so I just want to encourage you to be diligent in your, for yourself, getting in the Word of God. Yeah, I also want to encourage those listening who may not have a family, um, but it's just you and your spouse. All, all of what we're going to talk about today still applies to you. So don't think you're getting out of this. Yeah. Um, the practice starts before the, the children. The practice actually yeah. starts before the children come. And you can easily, um, your family right now is your spouse. And so you can easily uh, jump into studying the Bible together as a couple. And that should be happening. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But I just want yeah. to encourage those listening. Like this message is still for those of you who are without children too. Yeah. So we just talked about being diligent. Just mm-hmm. this, it's an intentional and continual pursuit that you're, you're work. You're just trying like, okay, we have a few minutes here. I have a few minutes there. I'm going to show the kids the, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to read it. I'm going to make it out. I'm going to read it out loud. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, and then on my own, I'm going to diligently be in the word of God and teach it to myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that leads right into this next part of this scripture. And it says, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Mm -hmm. So we go from the diligence of like just that continual and persistent and intentional uh, pursuit of getting into the word of God as a family. Mm -hmm. We get this picture um, in Deuteronomy. It's a command actually for the fathers, for the families to be like, hey, you need to do this. Is it's not like you said, it's not just Sundays. Like, oh, on Sundays we got in the word of God. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really fall under... You know, talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way or when you lie and when down, you lie down and, when and when you rise. rise. That's like a constant, yeah, continue. That's a daily, That that's saying, so So, what's an example of when you, you know, when you talk in your house? It says talk with it in your house. Yeah, I think that, um, well, we were, I feel like you're really good at when we're talking or having conversations with the kids or something comes up, there's an event that, mm-hmm. that happens between the kids. You, you bring in God's word and you, you teach them from it. I remember, um, we may have shared this already, but when Elliot was having a hard time with his sister, mm-hmm. um, you made them memorize Luke six thirty one, do unto others as you would have them do to you. And so being able to remind the kids, um, and, and, and again, going back to the, finding those opportunities mm-hmm. just throughout the day to remind them of what God's word says so that it's not just, you're doing what daddy tells you, or you're doing what mommy tells you. You're actually encouraging them to do what God tells them to do. Right. Because my words are not as powerful as God's words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the other thing is like when I taught them Luke 631, I actually, I, I've always known the golden rule, you know, mm-hmm. do unto others yeah. as you have to do unto you. I didn't know it was Luke 631. <laughs> it actually says it in other gospels too, mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, but because I had the, my children memorize it. helps it, you. I, I memorized <laughs> it. So forever I will know Luke 631 yeah. is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. The golden rule. There's also other opportunities. You know, when you're playing outside and, and the kids are rolling around in the grass, just being able to tell them, like, do you know who made that? You know, mm-hmm. they talk about the sky. Kids are always being observant to things around you. Oh, look at that bird. Look at that dog. Whatever. Yeah. You could talk to them about who created that and yeah. bring in God to every aspect of your life. And I feel like that's what Deuteronomy is A good saying. verse for that is in Romans when it says that um, God's individual, invisible attributes yeah. are made known in visible nature. Yeah. And, and we could just, so you, it, you might feel like, well, I don't know all those scriptures, but here's the thing. When you're diligent... And when you do it... And you become familiar with it. And you just, you'll just you slowly start becoming more and more familiar yeah. with the Word of God. Yeah. And guess what? Our children will as well. Mm-hmm. Now, it may be on a different level, maybe on a different scale and a different timeline, but they will start to absorb mm-hmm. the things that you are constantly reading. And as you play them out in real life, and that one moment when you have a perfect 
um, you know, physical application, like they're playing with something and you're like, hey, you know, actually, that reminds me of that thing we read the other day. Mm-hmm. And then boom, it's in their mind forever mm-hmm. because they've just associated this 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 tangible illustration with a spiritual thing. Yeah. There's other uh, ways that we also bring in scripture, and that's through small Bible studies. I have I have um, an older book called Little Visits mm-hmm. with God that sometimes when we're at the table, I'll, I'll bring it out and it walks you through mm-hmm. a story, but then also walks you through some scripture and some questions that you can ask the kids. And so um, just finding other supplements, too, that will encourage their faith and encourage mm-hmm. them to look back to what God tells them through well, scripture. And it, and it goes into the, you know, talk when you're sitting in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, having not just the Bible, but other things that all reference the Bible and talk about the yeah. like children's books and yeah. pra- little prayer books. We have a and, rhyming Bible. And um, I was joking with Aaron the other day that it's not very scriptural because it's not word for word for the Bible, but it tells the same story just through yeah. rhyme. And it's actually really beautiful, but um, it's just yeah. it, another way for the kids to um, be familiar with what God's word says which is essentially the idea of meditation yeah the bible's version of meditation not mm. new age meditation but <laughs> <laughs> where we're constantly filling our minds With and mulling over the word of god yeah and so there's all different ways that you can do it in every aspect you know when you're in the home when you're walking you know during the day when you're laying down when you're rising up yeah um, the laying down portion is like you know we pray with our kids before bed and yeah. oftentimes we remind them of things that we learned in the bible the or yeah situations where discipline had to happen and we're like hey remember what the remember what god says and mm-hmm. you know what's the fir- the fifth commandment we remind them yeah. all the time <laughs> a little older um, she's almost three and she goes honor your mama and dad yeah so cute um yeah so the the next part of this verse it's a little weird it is a little weird <laughs> um we actually discussed whether we're going to read it or not but our heart <laughs> is that we actually just want to read stuff even it's hard mm-hmm. um and we'll try and navigate it with you it says you shall bind them this verse eight in deuteronomy chapter six It says, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. In Jewish culture, they actually, the rabbis take this very literally and they have these boxes that they'll wear on their foreheads between their eyes and it has little scriptures in it. Um, And we're not going to go there. I don't think that's exactly what God meant by this. Um, I don't know also. Um, but what this made me think of, this idea says, it says, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. The picture I got from this, and I could t- be totally wrong, but I think it's applicable is this Bible, if it's in my hand, is a sign. It's a visible, tangible sign. It's not over there. It's not in a drawer. Tucked it's away a, on a It's shelf. a physical yeah. sign that this word of God is important to me, and then I have it, yeah. and then I'm willing to read it. So, and, and, the, and the other idea that it's a um, frontlets between my eyes, that it's uh, that it's always between my eyes. That it's you're a, actually reading it. <laughs> it's, I'm actually reading it. It's actually something that I focus on. Mm-hmm. It's not just this ancillary thing that is sometimes a part of our life. Mm-hmm. It is a very important part of our life. It's between my eyes, and so I was just. I thought a good way of illustrating this is um, my Bible. Our Bibles are on our nightstands. They're on our uh, right here. They're actually right where you see this is most of the time where it's at. (laughs) Yeah. It sits right here and either it's open to the thing I'm reading or it's closed, but it's always visible. My, my kids know we have, we have Bibles Mm -hmm. and they're always open. Mm -hmm. And so I like, I feel, feel like the scripture, the encouragement is, is your Bible like on a shelf somewhere hidden? And you actually forget about it. Do you know where your Bible is? Yeah, do you know where your Bible's at? Is it visible in the home? Is it a centerpiece in the home? Not as a ornament, a decoration, but it's actually a, like this is, it, 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 it could get water on it. Mm-hmm. It could get messy. It can get dirty. The kids see it. They can touch it. It has to be moved when we want to use this area. Yeah. So I thought that this was a great way to illustrate it. Again, I could be wrong in the, the, the exact interpretation of this. 
But I feel like the application of the principle is that it's visible. It's a sign in our homes. It's in my hand. And you're focused on it. And and it's between my eyes. Yeah. It's between our eyes. It's between my kids' eyes. They always see it. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting at the breakfast table, it's there and we're reading from it. And what's great about that is they actually become familiar with it. Even at a young age, um, Elliot was... Um, you would say, okay, we're going to read Proverbs today. And he would know to go right to the middle of the Bible and flip it open. And sure enough, most of the time he would land in Proverbs and he was so excited about that, but getting them familiar too, with the way that it sounds and the way that it feels and just becoming familiar with this is, is an important aspect of their learning. Yeah. Our pastor always encourages us to get familiar with the geography of the Bible. Um, and you know what, sadly, many, many, many Christians are not familiar with the geography of the Bible. They don't know what's New Testament or Old Testament. They don't know where, um, you know, Deuteronomy is at. They don't know where Jeremiah is at. They don't know where Psalm is, is at, Proverbs, Job. They don't know what the minor prophets are. The the New Testament, the order of it, um, I, I still have a hard time memorizing the order of the, the books, but getting familiar with it as a family. Um, so um, we're going to get into some more practical things, but as an example, when I read to the kids, I ask them what book we're reading in. Mm-hmm. And because they hear the name over and over and over again, yeah. they kind of, they, re- they start to remember. Yeah. And then I say, what's the first book in the Bible? Mm-hmm. And then Olive says, <laughs> Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. It's really funny. So getting to familiar with it. So that's kind of where I went with this is you shall bind them as a sign on your hand that it's always at hand and that it's a front that's between your eyes, that it's always in focus. It's always visible yeah. in the home and not just visible, but used. Yeah. So, and that, that brings us to the next part of the scripture. And it says, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So how we interpret this one is just that um, you put scripture up, whether you go to Hobby Lobby and get a cool sign or have, like we've shared this before, but having a chalk wall in your house, which we've seen before. We have a chalkboard wall. We have one right in the kitchen. Um, I had these old um, wooden squares. They were pretty large, um, almost like pallet wood. Mm -hmm. And I just painted them all and wrote the Ten Commandments on them. And I stuck them in the kids room and we go over them every day. And so yeah. it's just an, an, a great way for verses, God's word to be visible um, so that you can be reminded of it so that your kids can be familiar with it. So in Jewish culture, they actually take this super literal and they, on their doorposts, they have this little metal um, gadget and it's got inscriptions on it in, in Hebrew and it's got rolled scripture up scripture on the inside of it. On the inside of it. Inside of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but the idea is that there, it's it's it says on your gates too, so that we have scripture visible and and it's in our faces constantly. So we, you know, we read it. It's easy for us to memorize. Another example, we have a lot of friends that they put sticky notes mm-hmm. on their mirrors. So mm-hmm. when they're brushing their teeth, they're like memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's, so it's, it's walking us through diligence. It's a, it's a moment by moment, hour by hour, minute by minute focus. It's just a part of every aspect of our life. When we're talking about physical fruit, we're mentioning the fruits of the spirit. When we're talking about food, we're we're remembering what Jesus said that, you know, we don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. And so it's a part of our life. Mm -hmm. It's not, um, it's actually all of our life, not a part of our life. I, I meant to say, and a way of doing this is that we actually, we have the word of God in our home. Yeah on walls and on, you know, painted on boards and on our mirrors and on our doors and hanging on our walls. So we walked through Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine to give us kind of a a biblical and scriptural foundation of what it might look like in our homes, that it's not just a Bible study, a once a week, you know, once a a day type thing, but it's actually a lifestyle. And so what we want to do now is we want to just transition and we want to talk about some actual practical things that we implement. Uh, that you guys might be able to implement as well. 
for a, so for a specific Bible study, if you did want to walk your family through um, a very specific time, either during the day or during the week, um, this is an idea that you might be able to do. So what we do is um, every morning, we try and do this every morning, and there's you know some sometimes couple, here and there that week. we don't get to, but um, what we do is, is Aaron leads it. So dad leads it, and uh, we usually sit in the couch. Uh, the older two kids, who's five and three, sit in these little camping chairs that we got for them. Which and we use at church also, so it's, help, it's practice for that. It is practice for that, too. Um, and so Elliot has his Bible that he tries to follow along with. He'll go to the same book and then just kind of, he doesn't know how to read yet, so just playing around with. He does try and recognize words now that he's learning. Yeah. So he's like, is oh, is this awesome. say God? Is this God? Yeah. yeah. And um, so we would recommend that, you know, maybe ages three and up have their own Bible that they can sit with during that time. Um, but they even have other really cool resources out there, like little prayer books or board book Bible books that even the younger kids can mm-hmm. have. But so our youngest is a year old and he sits on a blanket with some toys. And so that way that um, they're still quiet and the whole family can engage together. They just yeah. obviously aren't probably paying He's learning to participate. Thing. In other ways. In other he's, ways. Yeah, he's learning self-control. He's learning, you know, to be still. Right. So, so um, currently we're going through chronologically. So we started in Genesis and we're just moving through the Bible together. We, how many chapters do you think? One, once a day? One yeah, chapter a day? Usually I'll read one chapter. Sometimes I'm, it's less if it's like a super long chapter, but, um, and sometimes it's more, but mm-hmm. for the most part it's a chapter. Okay. Um, and then we... Yeah, so um, usually when we all sit down as a family, um, you you will lead with some questions mm-hmm. referring back to the day before. So like you said earlier, what chapter in the Bible are we in? Yeah. Uh, giving the kids an opportunity to engage right before we actually get into the word. You know, maybe you ask them, well, what happened yesterday? What did we read about? Um, and so that's really cool. And the kids usually are pretty yeah. good. We've been surprised by Olive, who's almost three. We've been surprised by her she answering. a lot, yeah some of the questions and sometimes it seems like she's not paying attention at all and then she she answers these questions and I'm like wow you like, you knew you? that <laughs> so just an encouragement um that this, I don't do it's not super complicated I don't have this list of like super deep questions I just make up questions as I go and a lot oftentimes they're simple geographical like hey what what did we read yesterday or what book did we read yesterday and uh, you know Genesis Exodus um well what, what what's the first book in the Bible things that I like to re- recall it also mm-hmm. and learn um, I ask them, what's the second book in the Bible? And they're, they're learning because we're in the second book, Exodus. Yeah. Um, I'll say, what's this? who's the main character of this book? Mm-hmm. Because we mentioned the name Moses over and over and over yeah. again in Exodus. Or when you're um, talking about the Red Sea, you know, who were, who was chasing them? You know, the Egyptians. Yeah, things so, that is... Really short. Yeah, they're not super deep and theological, but you know what it does? My kids know what Moses or what Exodus is about. Yeah. They know that the main character is Moses. They understand that the, and Elliot will be like, oh, it's about the... Israelites leaving Egypt, mm-hmm. escaping Egypt. And I ask him questions about Pharaoh. Did you think that was nice that he did that? Simple, simple questions. This is not overcomplicated. And actually, I learn the books better that way just by reading it and asking simple questions to my kids. I don't know about you, but I learn by teaching. And even though I'm not teaching deep theological stuff, I'm learning a lot about the Bible. And you know what? My kids are learning it. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you, if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. And sometimes they have questions that they get to 
ask and we get to answer stump for us. them. So stump yeah, sometimes stump <laughs> us. So it's just a really good time to engage with the family and then them learning self-control to be quiet while dad's mm-hmm. reading out loud, mom and dad following along in the word. They get to see us in the word. Yeah. They're in the word. It's just a really great opportunity for us as a family. That's how we study the Bible. And then we always try and end in prayer. So as we read the Bible, I just want, I want you to share a little bit from your perspective when you are leading in that way, cause it's new for you too. I mean, this is, you've been doing it for a while now, but it's still new to you. So just to encourage those who might be jumping in with a Bible study like this, um, are there parts of the Bible that you skip over for, hmm. you know, our kids being so young or is there an age appropriateness to it? Yeah. We, it, we're trying to, we're trying to be careful navigating as you know, cause you could be reading through Exodus and Genesis and some of these old Testament books and there's tons of really adult content. Yeah. Um, you know, things that you're not going to necessarily want to mention to your kids at depending on their age range. So what we'll try and do is I'll, I'll skim quickly through. I won't like deeply read into it, but I'll, I'll be reading. And if I feel like it's getting, it's about to mention something mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if my kids are ready to hear this. I'll just skip right over it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure as our kids get older, maybe taking those older ones aside and saying, Hey, I skipped over this earlier, but I want to sit down and talk to you about it. Yeah, or when they get older and we get back to that, uh, I might just read through it. And if they have questions about it, they'll be at a point where I can actually explain to them. Yeah. And they'll understand. Mm -hmm. But depending on their age, I just, um, I don't overthink it. I don't overcomplicate and say, oh, I need to read every verse. Uh, I'll just, I'll read. Because here's the thing, they're getting used to me being in the Word of God. Yeah. They're being used to reading the Word of God. They're not, I'm reading things that are sometimes a little boring. Now, Okay, speaking of that, I got to ask, so just to help everyone understand what do you feel about like your inflection, your voice and how you present the word? Yeah. So, um, I, have been, I'm going to mention a book that I've been reading. It's called spiritual Dis- disciplines for a Christian life. And it goes through spiritual disciplines, prayer, reading the word of God and things like that. And in the reading the word of God section, he gave this really awesome encouragement and he said, practice reading the word of God out loud mm. and also practice reading it with Um, voice changes and inflections and making it sound exciting because it actually helps you retain what you're reading more and it makes those listening enjoy it more. Yeah, I feel like our kids, when they get older, are going to have a positive perspective of the the Bible and of the Word. It's not going to be something that's boring. They're going to remember, well, Dad got really excited about that and so they're going to be excited. So when Moses is going to the, the burning bush and God says, Remove your sandals. You get all like in the. <laughs> I try and so whenever it comes to like God speaking, I try and make it sound big. And um, I'm not the greatest at it, but I try. You're good. You're good. Um, but you know what? It's crazy. It's it's actually helping me be a better reader. Yeah. Um, overall, like I'm actually. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I have. I feel like I'm. I can read better um, because when you read silently, mm-hmm. you can read fast. Mm-hmm. But when you read out loud, it actually you have to. It causes you to slow down. Mm-hmm. And when you read with voice changes and inflections and tone changes and all that to make it sound more exciting. You have to actually slow down even more and you get better at reading. So it's a good practice and it makes my kids enjoy it better. So real quick, just going back to what you were mentioning about the reading everything. Yeah. Um, some other things I, I, this is a tip for you. Um, you know, especially going through the old Testament, there's a lot of genealogies and it's just like so-and-so begot, so-and-so begot, so-and-so. Uh, I'll skip over some of that stuff unless um, we're going through a genealogy study or if there's something important that I want to point out to my kids when they're older mm-hmm. I might go back through that but really I want to get to the the, the main chunks of the of scripture I'm I just want to read stuff that they're gonna they're gonna remember the main stories I'm not gonna skip over everything but you know if it's not if it's not super important to the to the flow of what we've been reading I'll just jump right over I don't want to make my kids hate yeah. me reading the Bible and when they get older that stuff will get more and more interesting and sure. there'll be times that it's appropriate but yeah. 
Um, that's another way, just a tip for you, if you're wanting to just go chronologically awesome. to to think through the excitement of what you're reading. Awesome. So we hope that by sharing a little bit of perspective and insight into how we study the Bible as a family, it would encourage and challenge you guys to also be pursuing diligently how to study the Bible as a family. And just know that a marriage after God is one that pursues this diligently. And we just want to encourage you finally at the end of this, because it can get daunting. Yeah. Like, I don't know where to start. I don't know much about the Bible. How am I supposed to teach my kids? Well, the first encouragement is by doing it, you'll get more knowledgeable. Just opening it up and reading it. The other one is to simplify it. Don't like overwhelm yourself with the um, what ifs or the unknowns. Just start doing it um, and let it be a simple process. Yeah. And uh, lastly, we want to encourage you with this scripture. Yeah, I'm going to read Hebrews 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So we want to encourage you that the word of God in itself is powerful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't need me to make it sound more powerful. It doesn't need me to know it so deeply that I can make it more powerful. Mm -hmm. That's good that I learned that and then I can do that because the Bible tells me that I should be able to do that. But the Word of God, just reading it in our homes, is powerful. That just by reading it, it could and will bring faith and knowledge and understanding to our kids. Yeah, in Romans 10, 17, it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. Yeah, so just reading it is a powerful thing and being diligent to read it out loud Mm -hmm. every day is, is huge. And then asking questions about it. And so just know that the Bible... The word of God is powerful. It's active and it's going to do the work for you. I mean, it's God. Yeah. It's it's him in his word that is going to do the work. And you'll be surprised at how much it changes you mm-hmm. and how you'll start to learn more about it and you, you'll start to get into it mm-hmm. and you'll be able to teach it to your children. So we just pray that this encouraged you today and inspired you in your own walks in your family and how you guys are going to navigate studying the Bible together, being diligent and teaching it to your kids when you sit down, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and rise up. And uh, we just thank you for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.